I'm going to invite you to bow your heads as we uh, get set to reflect on, on God's word. Heavenly Father, thank you for inviting us here to, to draw uh, some life application, to, to spend some time reflecting on your teachings and your truth. And Lord, you know the hearts, you know the challenges, you know the struggles that each one of us are facing. And I pray that you would just speak that word of hope and, and peace and comfort uh, to them right now. And Lord, use these words that cross my lips and, and the meditation of, of our hearts. And may it be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So uh, I'm going to use the scripture, the Exodus verses, and then a couple for at least one from uh, Ephesians chapter 4 to apply some truth to what we've been experiencing in our life lately. Um, we're, we're talking about this idea of, of false assumptions, and I look at that word, assumptions, and I, and I look out at the crowd that I have and I see a whole bunch of little ones, right, that may not know what that big word Means And so, if you would bear with me for just an extra two minutes in the message, I have a, a little illustration that I want to help our kiddos uh, maybe understand this word, assumption. So, boys and girls, young and old, do you see this little white trash can? It's right up here on the stage. If you can't, it's okay. You can stand up so you can see it. Or maybe it's on the screen. All right? Now, who here thinks that I can get this paper towel into that trash can. <laughs> How many of you thought I was going to throw it? Yeah, did I ever say I was going to throw it? No. So you made a guess about what I was going to do, right? And when we make a guess, and when we think somebody's going to do something, or act a certain way, or say a certain thing, and we're making a guess about it, it's called an assumption. And so you made an assumption when you thought I was going to throw it. All right? In our relationships with God and with one another as human beings, sometimes we make assumptions and we get it wrong. Or sometimes we make assumptions and we cause harm or hurt. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about all of that with us today as, as we look at this idea of false assumptions. Is it just me or... <sighs> Are people seemingly to be quicker to make a decision about something that they have no idea, any information about, but they're just going to make a decision and rattle off about it anyway, right? Is it just me or does or it just seem to be just this greater incident of that kind of thing happening right now? And there was an example of this just earlier this week. Team USA Gymnastics, right? 24-year-old Simone Biles who poured in her life uh, a, a, a whole bunch of energy and, and getting ready for the Olympics and it got to the point to the finals competition and, and she withdrew from that competition. Now, to my knowledge, there's no spectators allowed in that arena, right? We don't know the entire circumstance that led up to her making that decision. We don't know the whole story, but boy, there were people ready to react to that decision that she made and just spew out what they thought. They made assumptions about it, right? So you have on, on one side, you have this, this group of support. They're, they're like, wow, you know, that's great. This young gal standing up for herself, uh, mental illness and, and physical health and well-being, and she set a brown boundary. And then over on this other extreme, this other spectrum of the conversation, you have 
toxic words attacking her character, trying to tear her down. And the reality is, is those that were spewing out that gunk were really saying more about their lack of character than they ever were when it came to tearing down this young gal, right? Is, and this, is it just the environment that we're in right now? This pandemic environment where our emotions are caught up in everything that's happening around us and, and we're just, just, we just gotta get it out and so we just spew out whatever we're thinking before we know the context, before we know the whole story, we just make judgments and assumptions? Is it, is it this? And, and, and this is what seems to be happening, that we have an opinion or a belief that we each hold. It's our own opinion or belief. But if we encounter somebody else that has a different perspective, a different opinion, a different belief, they're in the wrong. And not only are they in the wrong, but they have a character flaw. And not only do they have a character flaw, but they're evil. And that's what we're seeing taking place in this hotbed, boiling point environment that we're in right now. And I started off this message asking the question, is it just me or is there just more of this right now? And then I looked to the scriptures and I realized there's nothing new under the sun. There was a boiling point episode that was going on in the Old Testament lesson that we had where God's people were walking in the wilderness. They were 45 days into this journey and they made an assumption about the heart and mind of Moses and Aaron. But the reality is this kind of behavior has been happening all the way back to the earliest relationships with Adam and Eve and God where Adam and Eve, and, and actually Satan comes in and he drops this thought, he dangles out this little temptation there to get them to think and question the character of God. He, he basically gets them to think God does not have their best interest in mind. And he says this, he says, you're not going to really die if you eat that fruit. God just doesn't want you to be like him, knowing good and evil. And Eve and Adam are reflecting on that and they start to question this character. This, does he have our best interests in mind? Does he just not want us to be like him? And then they, they go for it. They act on that temptation. They fall into sin and they wreck relationships from here on out. Between God and creation and then between you and me. There's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new at all. And the relationships have been suffering for it. How about you? Bring it back here. Have you, have you experienced that in, in a relationship with somebody else where, where there's an assumption made and, you, and, it's, and it was wrong and it, and it caused your relationship to suffer? Maybe someone did that about you or maybe you did that with somebody else? Yeah. You know, I've made assumptions in my relationships and I've gotten it wrong and I've caused some hurt and harm and I'm sure you have too. We cause hurt, we cause harm. Relationships can fall apart. Relationships can die. But what do we do about it? Let's take a page out of the scriptures again because this is very relevant in this boiling point environment to go back to the boiling point environment Back in Exodus again. 
Moses and Aaron being questioned, their character being attacked, their, their intentions, their motivations by the people that God had rescued 45 days into this journey. They're hungry, they're tired, they're weary. They cry out to, you just brought us out here to kill us. And you know what? God heard them. And he spoke to Moses and Aaron. He says, I'm going to feed them. Moses and Aaron, Aaron, Moses turns to the, the people of Israel and he says, your grumbling isn't against us, but against God. And you're going to see God's glory. You see this, this group of people that God had rescued, that had forgotten God. Moses was showing them that they weren't questioning them. They were questioning God's character, his care for them. And, and for all intents and purposes, God could have just easily wiped this stiff-necked, hard-nosed group of people off the planet and just been done with the whole lot of them, questioning his character. And he says, I'm going to feed them. Do you hear in the scriptures a God who's slow to anger, abounding in mercy and grace and steadfast love? That's the God that we are gathered here to worship. That's the God who said he's going to feed his people. And he did so. But, but notice what he did not do. He didn't go, yeah, you're right, life is hard. <laughs> Let me bake you some bread. You can kick your sandals off. Just take it easy. And I'm going to wait on you. No, that's not what he did. What he does is he says, I'm going to cause it to have a morning dew. And as that settles, there's going to be this fine flake-like substance that you are going to gather. And I'm going to do this as a test. Are you going to walk in my laws or not? And so what God is expecting of his people is to work together as a community to meet one another's needs. They, they have to gather this manna on a daily basis. If they try and gather too much, it will spoil unless they're doing it for the purposes of helping their brother or sister out, right? If there's someone that doesn't have enough, they're meant to, to share that with one another, and then they, they eat for the day. Except for on the sixth day, where they're supposed to gather a double portion because on the seventh day, God wants them to rest. So God's providing for their, their needs this entire time that they're in the journey, in the wilderness, and it goes on for 40 years, and how cool it is in this, it's not this grand and glorious way that God provides for us. It's just simply do in its frosty little flake and the simple means and God meets their needs and he invites them as a community to help one another out. I don't know where you are right now with what's been going on with all this boiling point and, and people making decisions and, and thinking they know everything about everything. Maybe you are in a situation where you can't even think about that because your life has been so turned upside down by illness or, or something else, loss of a job, broken marriage, whatever you want to call it, and you don't even see God in it. And so and as you don't see God, you, you wonder, does he care or did I do something to be cut off from his grace? And, and you start to wonder about God's character. And for all intents and purposes, as we question God, as we wonder about his character we too can be wiped off the planet. But God doesn't act that way. He invites us in. He 
says, I'm here with you always. But ultimately, what does he do? He sends Jesus into our mess, into our muck, to make sure that there was nothing that was going to separate us from his love. He restored that relationship between us and him, creator and creature, creator and creation. He restored it. What do we do with our human relationships? There is a uh, set of scriptures that I'm going to read here. Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner that's worthy of the calling which you've been called with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Do you hear what God's expecting us to do? He's expecting us to walk together, to work together in the midst of life challenges, to, to, to be in, to roll up our sleeves, if you would, and to get out there and do this together with humility and patience and grace, living in light of the forgiveness that he's given to us. We are ambassadors of that forgiveness, ambassadors of that grace, and we get to live that out and be a reflection of the hope that he's there, that he's walking through this with us, and we're going to walk with one another in it. Well, there's other scriptures that tell us how to live in light of the forgiveness that we've been given. One of them is to don't seek your own interests, but to seek the other interests of others. Giving God the glory. Philippians, okay? Well, what do we do there? How do we practically do that? There's an author, his name is Steve Covey, and um, when there's conflict, he, he has this to say about one way that you can handle uh, maybe opposing sides with one another. What he tells us is he says, seek first to understand before you're understood. Seek to understand before you're understood. You see, what we have going on a lot of the times in communication is we're armed. It's like the Wild West. We are armed with our, our thoughts and our, we, what we're going to say as we put down the argument of the other person or we're ready to respond. We're not even listening. And as we're not even listening, what we end up doing is we miss the person. We miss their story. We miss the fear. We miss the anxiety. We miss what's going on. also that we could be right. The better approach is for us to seek first to understand and then to be understood and then to understand. Okay? What is it that you're saying? What, tell me a little bit more about this. Is this what you're saying? And then they can kind of, yeah, no. We're seeking first to understand before we're understood. Here's another way to think of it in terms of why it's important. Anybody uh, travel down the uh, Junction Road out towards the Dixie Highway recently? And uh, you, you, you know that there's a, a boy. <laughs> it's a mess in terms of construction right now, right? So the other day, I'm, I'm approaching the Dixie Highway. I'm, I'm traveling westbound on, on Junction Road, approaching the Dixie Highway. I'm car number three. 
in my Toyota RAV, my little Toyota RAV. In front of me is car number two, which is this great big red F-250 truck with side mirrors for the trailers. There's no way that I could see around this truck. The only reason why I know there's another car is because as we bend and approach the light, I can see this other little red car in front of the big red truck, and then there's me, and the light's red. And then driver number four approaches. And the light turns green. And wouldn't you know it, driver number four, almost immediately, Eric, Eric, hey, the light's green. All right, do you understand? Are you paying attention? Understand me. Northbound. Traveling car. Going pretty quick. Had the little red car just pulled right on out. Driver number four didn't have the whole picture, but they wanted to be understood. If we approach our relationships where we want to be understood first, we're going to hit them like a Mack truck or we're going to be hit like a Mack truck. Let's seek first to understand. Yes, we have the, the foundation of God's truth, and, and we know this is how far we go and, and no farther, but we seek to understand one another. We, we listen. We do this together. That's what God expects out of us as we are ambassadors of his grace and his mercy and his love. And that is how we show how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's bow your heads. The band's going to come out. We're going to bow our hands and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, Thank you. Even in this hotbed environment that we can go to your scriptures and we can draw truth and, and we can apply it to our lives and, and, we, and we thank you for living and giving us forgiveness and grace. And we pray, Lord, that you would allow us in that. Lord, to just be a reflection of that light and love to everybody that comes across our path. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.